My homily today is going to be about what it means to be an Antiochian. And I'm going to preach on the epistle. Because just as the epistle was about Antiochians, so that's what you are, at least most of you, the vast majority of you. Whether you like it or not, today at least you're an Antiochian. Things were really bad in Jerusalem and it really wasn't fair. As a matter of fact, it was just a short time ago that Jesus rose from the dead. And then there was this incredible day of Pentecost. And there were all these people who came to believe. 3,000 on one day. And before a few weeks had gone by, there were 5,000. And every day people were being added. And they were all on the court in the temple. And they were all praising God. And they were having favor with all the people. Wow, was it a great movement. It was just spectacular and it was exciting to be a part of it. Can you imagine what it would have been like in those first few months after the resurrection? What it would have been like to be a part of this whole new community and all these things that were taking place and people actually liked it and they liked you? It's not that way right now in my story. It's not that way at all. As a matter of fact, the whole tide has turned. And in Jerusalem now, it's not popular to be a believer. As a matter of fact, one, one citizen of Jerusalem is now dead. And he's dead because the religious leaders unabashedly took him out and personally stoned him. Stephen. They stoned him. Priests, scribes, Pharisees, elders. They stoned an innocent man simply because he told them the truth. And it isn't just that Stephen got stoned, but because of this stoning of Stephen and because of what Stephen said, things have gotten really tough for all of you. Every believer in Jerusalem is now not popular at all. As a matter of fact, they all flee. Sometimes Christians are criticized for fleeing when there's persecution. Well, they happen to have a good example because the very first persecution that ever arose, they fled. And a matter of fact, the scriptures say that everyone fled except the 12. They stayed. The rest fled. And they went as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. You know, I get to this point in my story and I think, folks, I don't know how many sermons I've preached on this text. Hundreds, hundreds, usually pretty much the same sermon, just theme and variations. It's a little tiny bit different today, but I love it. These were just simple people. It wasn't the 12. It was everyone but the 12. And these were just common, ordinary, everyday Christians just like you. And they made their way as far as Phoenicia. Some of you think you're Phoenicians, probably are. Some from Cyprus, and some Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. And everywhere they went, uh, uh, the first time I ever noticed this text, it was in a translation by an old Dutchman by the name of Dr. Verkeil. And it says, they made their way with the happy tidings of the word of God. Well, that's a pretty good translation, isn't it? The happy tidings of the word of God. They were so filled with exuberance that everywhere they went, they couldn't help but tell the story. Now, granted, 
There had already been this remarkable incident at the house of Cornelius where the Holy Spirit fell on a bunch of Gentiles as well as upon the Jews, and Gentiles were brought into the church. But when you get to Antioch, you find the first genuinely Gentile church in the history of the world. It's in Antioch. And if you look at the stationary of our archdiocese and our diocese, you know, it's all in our parish, always at the bottom. It was in Antioch where the disciples were first called Christian. That's true. Okay. Now that's the introduction. My first point. Antioch is the child of persecution. You know, sometimes you get awful things happen in your life. Your life falls apart. Sickness, a parent dies, a child dies, a marriage falls apart, a child gets into all kinds of difficulties, everything goes wrong in your life, and you think God has abandoned you, he has forsaken you. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been where you thought everything was, has gone wrong and God doesn't even care anymore? I haven't even told God that. I remember standing in the parking lot of Lenox Square in Atlanta, Georgia, just screaming at God, why are you letting this happen? really a silly thing to scream about, but I sort of thought I'd been abandoned. What do you think those citizens of Jerusalem felt when all that persecution arose, when that tide had turned, when it was no longer to be popular, it was no longer popular to be a Christian, now there was persecution, one of you was already dead, stoned by the religious leaders, you could be next. Don't you think there was a lot of agonizing going on, why is this happening, has God abandoned us? What are we going to do? Well, we need to leave. Let's grab our stuff and go. We can only take the bare essentials with us. Everything is wrong. All that it did was open the door to the evangelization of the entire world. That's what came out of that adversity. What happened was the first great missionary movement in the history of Christianity was about to begin from Antioch. Antioch is the child. It is the offspring of adversity and persecution. And as Antiochians, we need to learn that adversity and persecution and difficulty and the apparent abandonment by God means absolutely nothing except that God is going to do something with it. Next time you get discouraged, say, wait a minute, soul. Quit your being discouraged. God is about to do something. Who knows what? I don't know. But he's going to do something. Do you think God would let something bad happen to you without caring? When I was a little kid, one of the first songs I ever learned, Safe am I, safe am I, in the hollow of his hand. You're safe. You just need to have a little faith. You're safe, but you need faith that God is going to do something with it. Well, these people went, and they went out, and they couldn't keep their mouths shut. Even though having their mouths open in Jerusalem got them in trouble, now they're going around Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. You can look at a map. They're going north. They're going north along the coast. They're getting away. And they, as they go, they talk. And they spread the happy tidings of the word of God. These aren't apostles. These aren't evangelists. These are the Georges and the Lindas. They're the Franks. 
They're the mats. And these are just the people, these are just the people in the church. It's the laity. And they're spreading the happy tidings of the word of God. Oh, they're not standing up on a soapbox. They're just talking to the people. Well, what are you doing here? How come you moved to Phoenicia? Well, how come you're in Antioch? Well, you know, things got pretty hot for us in Jerusalem. What do you mean they got hot? Well, you know, a, a man was raised from the dead. Turned out he was God. And he brought salvation to the world. Whoa, he did what? Raised from the dead? Never heard anything like that. Oh, yeah, we saw him. 500 of us saw him at one time. Whoa. And many believed. Now, there's something interesting about Antioch, and this is my second point. Antioch was the first multicultural church in the history of Christianity. First multicultural church. Now, it is true that in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, if you read the book of Acts in the first chapter, you're going to read a list, I forget now, I think it was 28 places from which the people came. They just came from everywhere. But most of these were Jews who had come to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover to Pentecost. However, when the gospel goes to Antioch, let me tell you what's that, what Antioch's like. Few of you have heard this, but you know, Antioch was either the number two or number three city in size in the entire Roman Empire. It had the first shopping center in the history of the world. Antioch had a population of approximately 500,000. At times it may have been larger. Antioch, as some of you know, because some of you have ancestors that came from Antioch, Antioch had some problems with fire and earthquakes. It burned down five times. And so, you know, after it burns down five times, someone said of our patriarchate, you know, it's not a good idea to be in Antioch. And since we started evangelization of the world, let's move to another place and we'll go to Damascus, which is why our patriarchate is in, is in Damascus today. That's why it got moved. But anyway, let me tell you about Antioch. It had four major ethnic groups. Four. It had Jews, about a quarter. It had Syrians, about half. It had Greek-speaking people, basically Hellenists, Greeks, and these were, these were Greek Greeks, and Romans, they made up about a quarter of the city, and they tended to live in quarters. But in Antioch, those barriers broke down. Uh, I was going to tell you about that shopping, why I said it had the first shopping center. They had a mall about a mile long. And it looked a tiny bit like the archway outside here, from here to the, to the, to the uh, Torrey Pines Christian and beyond, only it was really wide, and they had shops on every side. It was covered. The only thing they didn't have was air conditioning. But everything else was pretty much like a good shopping center. And it was a place where all kinds of ideas were exchanged. And as a result of this incredible experience, out of the misery and the persecution and, and the adversity in Jerusalem, a church was born, the first multicultural church, and Antioch became essentially a Gentile church, which is essentially what this church is. Antioch had Jews in the church, and those who went there to secure what was taking place in Antioch were most assuredly Jews, Barnabas, who went to get Paul, who was then called Saul, who had never done anything but see a light and fall off his horse and get converted to Christ and go to the desert. But now Barnabas goes and gets him. He's not a great evangelist, that is, Saul isn't, but Barnabas brings him to 
Antioch, and they teach the church for a year. And then, in this great multicultural church, the first missionary movement in the history of Christianity occurs. The church in Antioch, this multicultural church, sends out, the church sends out Barnabas and Paul as missionaries. And the rest of the book of Acts is about that. Huge, incredible response. And you read the stories of the missionary journeys of St. Paul and so on and of Barnabas and Silas and all that took place. It all came out of Antioch. That's where it started. Now, let me tell you something. I don't believe that Antiochians are any better than any other kind of Orthodox Christian. We're not better than the Greek Orthodox. We're not better than the Russian Orthodox. We're not better than the Serbian Orthodox. We're not better than the Romanian Orthodox. We're not better than anyone else. But like everyone else, we're unique. And what's unique about us? Well, number one, we're the children of adversity. And so we should understand that and live with it and make the most of it. And secondly, we are multicultural. This congregation right here today is one of the most multicultural churches, Orthodox churches in America. There's almost every one of Heinz 57 in here, of which I'm not the least. There's just a few of us Achtung Germans in here. <laughs> we are a multicultural church. There's nothing wrong with a Greek church. There's nothing wrong with a Russian church. There's nothing wrong with a Serbian church. There's nothing wrong with a Romanian church and each other uniqueness. But we aren't that. We aren't an Arab church. We are, we are a multicultural church. I don't even want to call us an American church. We are simply a multicultural church who have been given the great gift of the gospel. And that's my third point that we need to deal with. What does that mean for those of us who have been born in adversity and who have received the gospel in this incredible environment? What do we do with it? Well, it doesn't mean that any of you need to go out and get yourself a soapbox and start preaching. But it does mean that what we do is consider the evangelization of the whole world, especially that which is around us. St. Anthony Antiochian Orthodox Church needs to be a church with a vision to reach out. To reach out with the gospel. Folks, you need to understand something about your priest. I am not the least bit interested in spreading orthodoxy. Does that shock you? I'm interested in the spread of the gospel. That's what I'm interested in. The spread of the gospel, I assume it will be in an orthodox environment. Because I believe in that. We need to be a church that is conscious of the whole world around us. Do you know that when Barnabas and Saul first went out, they had no idea where they were going? 
They didn't know they were going to go to Corinth. Paul didn't know he was going to write Romans. He didn't know he was going to write 1st and 2nd Corinthians. He didn't know he was going to go to Ephesus. All he knew was that he was probably going to start towards Cyprus, which is where he went first. And he wasn't even the boss. Barnabas was. They called Barnabas Zeus, and they called Paul Hermes. Hermes was the fast one. Zeus, he was the big dog in the pantheon. They didn't know what they were going to do, and the people in Antioch didn't know what they were going to do. But that entire church was utterly supportive of what was taking place. So what's my lesson to you today? Don't weep, don't moan, don't cry, don't be discouraged about adversity or persecution. Don't weep over it, don't be discouraged by it. Know that God is going to do something with it. Be a people who are open. Be a people that you are a very multicultural people. A people who have together received the gospel and have believed. And then a people who as part of our heritage spreads the word to the whole world around us. Though I would recommend that San Diego be a good starting point. We have everything here. But we go to the whole world. That is our heritage. Are you willing to take a part of your heritage? Are you willing to just work with it, to go with it, and to thank God that you're a part of it?